Welcome to the STL Soccer Report. Brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Hello, it's the STL Soccer Report, and it's sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Thanks for joining us, me, today. Um, it's a very, very special episode. Um, I got to go on a long trip. I kind of explain all this in the, the episode, so I actually won't say much. I'll just say that I just got back from Europe. I got to see a World Cup game. And details are inside of what I did, but um, ran into a couple guys while I was there in Hint Hint, Helsinki, and um, went to a game and had an incredible experience there. Not only the game itself, but a little bit more, and all of that is inside this episode. I think that's really all you need to know, so uh, I'm going to kick right into it. It is me, and I'm joined by my brother-in-law, Tim Zess, who is also known as uh, Crudely on Twitter and Facebook, um, and then two more guests, which I'll introduce very shortly. I hope you enjoy. All right, we are in the middle of Helsinki, Finland, and where are we? This is kind of like an outdoor beer garden. Heidi's. Heidi's beer. Heidi's beer. It's, uh, we got this, I don't know how many it holds, four liters it looks like of beer with a spout at the bottom. It's like a test tube and they put fireworks on it <laughs> for someone's birthday. We'll get to that in a second, but first... First, we'll introduce my brother-in-law's finally on the podcast. Hello. Tim Zess. Uh, you want to say anything about yourself? Uh, no. My name's Tim Zess. Tim Zess, crudely, yep. a.k.a. Um, we have Tyler David, because I'm in Finland, and that's an automatic. Hey, how's it going? He's going to show up. We're going to podcast. <laughs> You're good. Uh, and then we have a special guest, an unexpected guest I found out, I think, like three, four days ago. Um, we have Daniel Jackson, also known as DJ, uh, former St. Louis player of last year, half a season, kind of. So thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's kind of weird that you're in Helsinki. We got the inside scoop here, and we'll talk about that. Um, but let's get here first. You want to tell us, like, your path to to being here? Man, so it's been a, it's been a really interesting path for me not one that many would you know generic like most generic professional soccer players would you know take to get here so um I mean, started off grew up in South Haven Michigan which is a small town in Michigan um went to college I, I kind of bounced around in college a little bit my first college I went to was uh Cumberland University was there for a year and a half played one season there um and after that it was a bit of uh I was a bit of a nomad I um went to college uh part-time in Michigan at Kalamazoo's uh, Valley Community College and just going to work part-time as well, um, just trying to save up some money. Doing what? What were you doing inside? I forgot. I was doing, uh, I was worked at Finish Line. There we go. Yeah, so I was, uh, did some retail. And uh, so I, I moved up to D.C. where my mom moved in 2009 and I lived with her as well. I was still going to school, um, actually at Strayer, Strayer University. I took some classes there and uh, how I got to Coker College, is the end, which is, was my ending, my last college I went to. Um, one of the coaches at in Michigan that I had a trial for in, at Western Michigan um, had a buddy that said, well, that he said would be interested in signing me, um, and got in contact with him, and he brought me in, and did really well my last, my next two seasons there, and ended up getting drafted in 2014 by Real Salt Lake, and a few teams here and there, and now I'm here. So yeah. it's been a it's been a wild ride. Very like I said, a very um, 
unexpected, but it's been it's been good. So the Railhawks were in there. The uh, Charlotte Independence, OKC. We probably know very well that you were at OKC, and I think we saw you there. Um, uh, I forgot what MLS squads did you bounce around in though. Um, I was with. I first started with Salt Lake, and I uh, was in preseason with Chicago Fire as well. And my last team that I was with before the Carolina Redhawks, I was with uh, Orlando City, their last USL season, so that was in 2014. Mm-hmm. So. And so you kind of played under a lot of coaches that are, like, well-known. Like, Jeffries has been at Charlotte for years, right? And then Jimmy Nielsen, who everybody knows from Sporting Kansas City and OKC. And then Precky, of course. Uh, so can you talk about the three coaches, kind of how they differed? or? Um, yeah, sure. So I think uh, you said you learned a lot under Jeffries. That was that was really interesting. Jeffries, Jeffries, he's a, he's a very he's a he's a tactician. He he knows what he wants, and he, the the training sessions are very structured towards the type of uh, type of game he wants to play. And he's very. I feel like he he wants. He's a player that or coach. Sorry, he's a coach that wants to keep the ball, keep possession. But he likes players like. I was, I can get him behind and get him behind player defenses when the time arises. But I think uh, I think I excelled well there and definitely uh, had a big learning curve, especially coming off of uh, the Real Hawks as well. I think I definitely learned a lot as well under Colin, Colin Clark as well. So Definitely. Um, and then you ended up in Tasmania. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Tanzania. Tasmania, yeah, exactly. which is... Not its own country, I thought, which I thought it was for a second, but it's us, uh, you know, it's in Australia. Australia yeah. And what league was that? It was the NPSL Tasmania. Cool. NPSL. NPSL, National Premier League of Tasmania. So did you just play other teams in Tasmania? Yeah, it just, it's just a, it's a state league. So they have like NPL Victoria, NPL uh, South or Adelaide or, and stuff like that. So it's by state. Gotcha. Different state. And so you guys mutually agreed to leave it wasn't quite what you expected anything you want to say there um no i mean it's a it's a great it was a great group of people uh, I, I met a lot of people that i you know enjoyed while i was there and just it's just something that just didn't work out and it happens sometimes in football you know one side may think certain things and the other side may have different expectations and i mean that's what it is it's football and you know it's just business and no, no hard feelings or animosity. So. Well, you went in blind, obviously. I mean, you don't know what you're going into there. Yeah. So, and actually, that's another thing I was curious about before we moved on, because um, obviously you explored your options in the United States. What was that like? Because we've talked to Tyler about that. Like, you know, a lot of Americans without jobs right now with losing NASL and D3 is not quite here. So it's so tough, especially like I said with the NA, well, like you said with the uh, NASL uh, kind of folding, and it kind of puts. A lot of the players uh, who are in rosters in a hard position who are like solidated in their in their spots, and um, it's a bit it's a bit tough of a time right now for for professionals in the states. But I feel like the expansion of the USL is a very good thing, and uh, I'm sure it'll um, as it continues to grow, it'll you know migrate those players back into the system, and all all will be forgiven as, as far as I know as far as I think hopefully um, but yeah it's, it's been it's been tough especially I knew I know a few guys who were good players who decided to call it quits because of just the, the high uh, uh, the high market of players and just not, not not having enough players to fit into rosters and things like things like that so it's been tough but um, my, my main focus this past season was just to 
find a team and, and go somewhere and continue my soccer career because that's you know what's most important. I just want to continue to play and improve and, and, and learn. And you said training was pretty pretty good, at least in, in Tasmania, even if, if the playing level might have been lower, but the training was good. That's good. All right, well, obviously you're in Helsinki. So, uh, Tyler, let's talk to you for a minute here. How did you get in touch with DJ about that, and why is he here? Um, me, or myself, DJ, and Emmanuel actually talk quite a bit. Probably Appia. every day, yeah. Me nice. Who's playing so, for uh, LA Galaxy, Galaxy. too right now. So we are in communication every nice. day pretty much. Um, and so DJ actually said, he's like, I don't know if he said it jokingly or serious, but he said, I need a team. I'm done with in Tasmania. And I go, I'm talking to my coach right now. So I put my recruiting hat on, put my agency hat on, texted my coach, sent them the video, sent them DJ's video. And they're like, when can he come? Oh, my God. pretty much just, just that like that. Easy. And I said, DJ, I got you a spot. <laughs> I was like, you got to come, you know, do a quick trial or whatever. Uh-huh. But I know who, what type of player you are. I know our team. I know you'll fit in the league. I go, awesome. you need to come hang out with me for three months. And we're going to have a great time. And we're going to awesome. play together again. And so... The rest is history. Yeah, exactly. We're here. We got here yesterday, picked him up from the airport, and now we're here. That's so funny. At that point, did you lose? Had, were you done with your contract? Yeah, yeah, I was already. It was done. over. Like, yeah, it was over. Oh um, my gosh! So it ended uh, at the end of May, and from that from that point, I was looking at teams. So the NPSL Tasmania, the window had closed at the end of May, unfortunately. So I was looking at teams in the uh, mainland because that next uh, the next June period. I'm sorry. June, yes, June um, is when their uh, is when their window opened, their transfer okay. window opened. So I was messaging a few teams and things like that, and uh, just couldn't hit, couldn't hit um, any other teams or or whatever. So um, like as like you said, I just hit Tyler up like, hey, you know, how are things going in Finland? And he was like, hey, I mean, they're they're all right. Could use a forward though. And I was like, all right, well let's. Do it. Yeah, let's do Finland it. Finland sounds so, nice. Exactly. Right. <laughs> something to add on to that is like <laughs> something that you probably wouldn't, people probably don't think about as much in the game is that we like network just like as you'd have a regular job, and that's right. the best way you can find a job. Exactly. I mean, he's not the only person I've talked to about coming here already. Mm. Um, a name that St. Louis fans will know that I talked to yesterday is Wes Sharpie. Mm. And we're in community. Like, there's a, teammates who I haven't even seen in a year or two that I've talked to. Like, yeah. What are we gonna do? Like, can we go there? Can we go there? And that's how you—that's sometimes how you find a job is through people you have met over the years. So. We've talked about Wes. I forget. Was he Fort Lauderdale Strikers? Yeah. J- oh yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville Thank you. Armada. Sorry, I confused yeah, yeah. those two. Uh, yeah, Strikers don't yeah. exist. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but playing what MPSL I, right yeah, now? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know how good and that guy he's is. Quality. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I would be surprised if West doesn't find a job for the next season. Yeah. He actually but, uh, he actually contacted me when I first signed in Tasmania to see if there were any teams. Yeah, so, I mean, but yeah, like you said, it's There's so many good players yeah, out there. Exactly. Still. Like I said, that's what's so tough about, you know, the NASL folding and yeah. stuff like that because it leaves a lot of good players out of jobs and it's just so tough to... Do you guys know who Chevy Walsh is? Yes. From Riverhouse? Yeah, he's yeah. in St. Louis. I didn't know. Yeah. So I'm like, I went to this game. I went to a Club Atletico game, so uh-huh. I'm trying to catch them here and there. That's the only one I've caught this year was the first one. And I go to this game, and I see this guy, Walsh, who obviously does not belong there, where he's just, like, always in behind. No one's even no one's even close to guarding this guy, right? And um, I was like, man, that guy could go pro. I didn't know there was this good of a player in St. Louis that I didn't know. And, um, like two weeks later, I'm searching his name constantly, trying to figure out who it is, and I see it's Chevy Walsh, Siobhan Walsh, and 
I was just shocked that, like, how the heck did he get to St. Louis? And I am going to interview him and the owner, but do you know? Yeah, uh, he went to Jeffco. Right. He went to Jefferson so College. So I didn't so. know that either. Yeah, so we I played against him, and okay. he's friends with, uh, we've had Jeffco players at SLU, so I've known him since oh. college, actually personally, and I knew him before we played him in Pittsburgh last year. Um, but I know he's trained with St. Louis FC this year as well. I've heard that too. They have, oh man, I don't know if that's off the record. <laughs> He's not the only one. We'll just oh, say that. I, I can say whatever I want. Hey, I, you know, can. I know he's trained with St. Louis. So what do you think? If you were to guess, do you think he'll get a spot? This a, year? A try to play, yeah, to actually no, play. You no. Know? Okay. I, it, it was a while ago, I know, that he okay. did. I don't know how much he has recently, but I know it's been a while. And if that was going to happen, that would have happened. happened. Oh, okay. That would have happened. Because they could use him right now. What's his um, decoys out? You know, like we played with okay. one striker yesterday. Yeah, I haven't the first watched time this the game in the last month. Not so yesterday, but Saturday. Yeah. My St. Louis FC knowledge isn't up to speed as usual. Well, mine either. We didn't get to watch the last game. We're going to miss the next one, and then we'll have to catch up a little bit. But, um, yeah, we missed the 1-0 Las Vegas. So, missed the loss. No big deal there. Um Okay, so you're here, and you guys, we've been hanging out today. You came to the city and showed us around. Um, went to a, well, so we went to a bar, had a drink, and then we went and got kebab pizza. Yes. <laughs> Explain kebab pizza to us. It's just, so everywhere in Finland, every city you go, there's just these pizza kebab restaurants. Yeah. Every, like I said, I, there was 10 within two miles of us. And then, like you guys saw, as we started walking, we just started seeing them everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was something cool and different for you guys to try. Hopefully you liked it. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, I liked it, was, it a lot. It was, something yeah. different, something you won't get in the U.S. So. Yeah. Yeah. Was it similar? You said you had them in Tasmania. Was it similar yeah, to those? Yeah, it's pretty similar. Um, the kebabs in, that I had in Tasmania were amazing, to be honest. We're not? We're amazing. Oh, we're amazing. Absolutely okay. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So very, very nice. similar. So it's an interesting time that we ran into you guys because you've been on a break for a week for what festivals of some sort. So it was a mid-season break for all of second. Division. Okay. It's always so a break. every second division team was off this week or cool. for two weeks. So last week we had our break. Monday we were back in the train. Okay. Did the beep test Monday? You <laughs> did. I, I was smart enough to book my ticket after that. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. But today is your first time uh, trialing with them. Right. Uh, you haven't signed anything yet, right? No, no, no papers. Just been uh, just just talking agents. Been talking Still be trying people. to impress tonight. Yeah, of course. So you've done this before, obviously. Yeah, yeah. What is a trial like? I don't think people know. Um, I mean, to be honest, I haven't trialed in a long time. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, for a player coming into a trial, I'd say it's. I mean, obviously it's different, but you just kind of want to showcase yourself in the, the best play, you know, best way as possible. By that, just doing things simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, try, I actually enjoyed trials when I did trial because it's it's always something fresh and new. And I yeah. playing soccer, playing the game, I've always had something new new to be. I mean, I'm here in Finland. I was just in Tasmania for the first time in February, so it's something like a new experience that i enjoy to have so yeah can i add something to please that? yeah okay so trials are different in every country you go to yeah, yeah in the u.s it's all about competing and they'll bring in four or five players maybe even right when i came to finland my age is like you're going to be the only one there they bring in one player at a time oh my god you're not going up against anybody they're bringing you in because they want you and it's almost it's not your job to lose but you're you're a foot in the door already because okay. they brought you here it's interesting. And so they want to see you. So that's a little bit different. Yeah. In the U.S., you're most likely going up against somebody. Like, yeah. I'm going to make that guy look bad so I can 
right. make the team. Yeah. Or I'm do, but in Finland, it's all about just showing that you can go above and beyond what the team already has, yeah. and you're not going against any competition. Really. It's a little bit of a different mindset. Not mindset, but in a way, it's a little bit different how you approach, I yeah. think, the training. It's a little less stressful, probably, because... I imagine. You've, you feel a lot more comfortable. You're just getting in with the team right away. Yeah, people talk about it in trials all the time where it just you feel like absolute crap if you have a bad day in a trial, especially if there's five other guys there and like one of them has a good day. Doesn't mean they're better than you. Everyone has their good days, their bad days, and it's pretty rough. That's actually probably the good side of that, right? 100%. Yeah. Mid-season's a little more stressful for DJ because it's not going to be long. Yeah. You know, it's either you... You show it or you don't right away because right. we have our season to get along with. For you might play this where week. I went to, yeah, he, <laughs> on Sunday that. he could. Also, when, whereas when I went to Hakka, I was there almost a month. Okay, and wow. so it was like, yeah, what's gonna happen? And it was me battling with them, my agent battling with them back and forth, and yeah. then ended up moving on. But how? So were you one of the only guys there trialing at the time? There was. So I was there with one other center back. Okay, and I was there for a week. After the week, I was there. He was gone. Wow. But Haka is known for doing it different than most Finnish I see. Teams. They have the American method almost. A little bit. <laughs> they have a little bit of arrogance to them where they're going to do whatever they want, and a lot of people don't like that about Haka. Uh, but arrogance, I, you I told my agent, my agent warned me about it, and I said, I've done this my whole life. I'm not scared to go up against competition. Yeah. And I saw the center back who I was going against. So, all right, I'm going to be better this week. And then he went home. So it was nice. like, um, I was I was okay with it, but they are a little bit different than most yeah. clubs. So hold on, is it typical like a month of? That was a long time. Um, so what's so, the normal time for? I would say about two weeks is normal. Um, the reason it was so long is because they were in their Open Cup, the Finnish Open Cup, and they kept winning. They actually ended up going to the semifinals versus Jacob Bushu's Ave team, so they both beat top division, okay. t- uh, top division teams to go on, and they didn't expect that. So they never got to see me in a game until the end of the trial, and they really wanted to see me play in a game, which was kind of the... That makes sense. Yeah, that was their argument for waiting so long. Because it looked really good until later. Yeah. And even at the end, what can you tell us what they told you at the end? <laughs> they... It was pretty positive, the feedback they gave, um, but it just wasn't what they were looking for. It was kind of the thing. Yeah. Um, which whatever that means. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. Maybe it's your agent that said that because I thought yeah. they maybe maybe even said you're as good as our players, but we stuck with the guys we know, kind of thing. I don't know. That was that's to some extent as well. Yeah, that's okay. better, probably better wording. That was. But um, do you sometimes? This is for both of you guys. Do you sometimes not trust when all the GM says is like positive stuff when he fires you? Yeah, basically, one hundred percent. I know the coach liked me quite a bit. I had conversations with yeah. him. Um, and but also you got to know when you're a foreign player, you have to stand out exactly. from the crowd. Yeah, I was gonna say that. And I would say my first two weeks were really good. Um, I was going through some mental stuff. I think that affected me when my friend died the last week I was there. Yeah, that's right. Um, which I'm, I don't want to make that an excuse, but I know my mind wasn't in it and my game wasn't the same. And mm. so I kind of, I think I tilted downwards at the end and that's what led me to leave. Yeah, DJ, how about your exit interviews? Because you've left, left several clubs. And I guess they do that every year, no matter whether you're leaving or staying. But right, right. how have yours been? I mean, uh, Was anyone been, like super honest, like you liked it? Uh, like we don't yes, like I've this never, about you. Yeah, to be honest, I've never had a bad exit okay. interview. Um, they've all been pretty, pretty generic. Like we enjoyed your time. Like. 
uh, we enjoyed having you here. We'd love to have you back. We'll talk to you in the coming weeks, and we'll talk to your agent and see what happens or something like that. It's, yeah. never, it's never been like, oh, you're, you're terrible. We, we don't want you type thing. So I think he's pretty respectable. We're both good people, too. Yeah. We get along with yeah. people in a exactly. locker room, and we're good players. It's small details that separate who makes it, who doesn't, yeah. too. So That makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, nothing's changed really for your team, right? As far as because last time we talked, it was a couple games after you were thrown up to the top for striker. The team's kind of <laughs> the team's kind of still struggling uh, to score goals, right? No more striker. No more striker. No more. Now, um, did you make that decision, or was uh, that a coaching decision? That was a coaching decision. <laughs> he got no he warning. No, he, he didn't even know. I'm not sure the coach um, knew until after. <laughs> That was interesting. Uh, no, we, we, we've we been in a lot of games and lost like 2-1 or 1-0 mm. or tied a game, 1-1. Okay. So um, here explains our offensive struggles a little bit. The last game, we're down 1-0, pushing, pushing, pushing. I got the assist to our other center back in the in the <laughs> run of play. In the run like of play? In the run of play. Yeah, it was a lot of cross. It was a good ball. First of all, why are both of you anywhere near the box? Was it in the corner? No, it was in the run of play. It was in the run of play. It was completely in the run of play. I crossed it to our center back to score. So if that team, if that one didn't go in the goal, if that team counterattacked you, there's no one. There was nobody back. It was in the 90th minute. It was in the 90th minute. It was late, so we were pushing. It wasn't in the middle of the half, but it was late. But yeah, center back to center back. That's how we scored and tied the game. So was the goalie in the box too, or (laughs) (laughs) almost? But he wasn't. Oh my gosh! Um, It'll be good. We're all excited to have DJ aboard yeah, to get us some goals. So definitely. So what do you think you'll bring to this team? As you guys have talked and you've seen video of the yeah, team yeah, actually. So what are you looking um, forward to most? I'm looking forward to uh, the type of football they play. Like yeah. I was talking to you earlier. Um, I feel like the European game is different. Obviously, it's different than the American game. Americans mm-hmm. more. It's a more direct and, and faster pace, which I don't have a problem with uh, with either. But I feel like uh, the way I play it type of football I like to play it fits more of the European game as far as like possession I like to be a forward that's involved in possession yeah but then I have the speed to be able to get in behind when possible so the center back comes to me and thinks I'm gonna get the ball to feed I can just spin off them and mm-hmm. make a run in behind and find space there so I feel like this team is gonna be good for me as far as uh, like I said just the way they play and I'm excited to I'm excited to get to training tonight because I just can't wait to be able to prove myself and Get going with this team, so hopefully get that DP status. Right? Oh yeah, Tyler David status. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, did we talk about that? Yeah, Tyler's, like if, Tyler's basically the only yeah. one getting paid on this team now, right? Because they lost it's, the Brazilian. Yeah, there's small money for yeah, players, yeah. but it's more of a semi-pro with a couple pros mixed in. So, mm-hmm. um, and you mentioned how it's even better than you expected because we haven't talked about this before. Where you can go to almost any—it's a small town, small, very, very small, small town. Um, you can go to any restaurant pretty much and eat for free. The yeah, school provides meals. Yeah, so yeah, at the language school, all my meals, and then on the weekends, can go pretty much anywhere. They, they, to say in short words, they take care of me yeah. really well. They make sure, like, we before, right before we got on the phone out or, or got on the online, I was on the phone and it was one of the staff calling me to see if he, if DJ and I wanted lunch. He was going to oh, go bring wow. us lunch. So. They really take care of That's awesome. Mary, That's good, yeah. take care of me and we'll take care of DJ and make sure everything's okay. To go back just a little bit, what we were just talking about, um, I remember we were talking first thing this morning about, you know, I kept being like, oh, yeah, you're really good because you're fast and you can do this, <laughs> you can do that. 
Um, and we talked about how you were like, no, no, like I like the ball at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I felt kind of bad at that point, but part of it was because we didn't, you weren't featured in that way under Precky, right? right? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, what did Precky ask you to do? Let's I see. mean, I was he saw the speed and he's like, yeah, this is a player that I want to utilize the speed, which is fair enough. Sure. Like, I understand that, and that's the type of uh, type of style he plays. He, he likes to have physical, athletic forwards, and I feel and like it did I help that. when yeah, you did, did that. Yeah, it did. But like he like, joked, sometimes he was playing with me, where you know <laughs> sure. I'm the one who's gonna come because I'm not running behind anybody. Yeah, yeah. So he was the guy that was coming to feed I mean, me, and I was joke, always but it's kind of behind. Yeah, makes his role more makes both of our roles more decisive. Just, yeah, exactly. Sure. But in this play, in this place, we were saying how this will be the opposite situation. Right. Where of course he'll use your speed, of course. Of course, yeah. But the game doesn't call for speed constantly. Yeah, exactly. So you and get I, to use your other skills. Right, more. and I feel like to be honest, um, I feel like I. The way my game has evolved over the years, I think I transferred better as a winger. Because, like I said, I like the ball at my feet and I like to run at people and, and put crosses in and things like that. That's where I think I've been most effective as. But um, coming in to the professional game, I started as a number nine. And I, like I said, I just feel like my game has evolved into a, a typical number 11 or seven or which have you. So, in what ways? In what ways does that make it? I feel well. It has. It's evolved in the sense that you know my touch has gotten better. My ability to take people on has gotten better. Um, yeah. And those two things right there, I feel like, uh, is what you have. What you need to have to be a good winger. And I feel like I have those attributes. Yeah, that, that makes to bring to my game as far you know as well as the speed. Yeah. So, so you can uh, <laughs> run down the field, and then when you lift your head, and you're on that sideline. Just look for those two center backs. Right. The two that uh, look for the TD. two that should be back. <laughs> <defending. laughs> Striking right in the field, waiting for Heather at the top of the box or top of six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's gonna be a set play, actually. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so Tasmania to Helsinki. How do you how do you guys like the city? Loving it so far. Like uh, this is my first time mm. touring the city with you guys. So it's been it's been lovely to see all the all the sites, all the cathedrals that are here. And, just the different culture that this this uh, city brings. And it's been great. Much older city than yeah, wherever you were, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Kind of so. like the U.S. Uh, this is only your like third, fourth time. Yeah, this is city? one of my favorite cities, though. Yeah. There's a lot of people walking around, even though it's not huge. Um, it's very clean in Finland. I don't know if you guys have noticed mm-hmm. that. Yeah, definitely. Finland's yeah. a very, very clean so. country. Um, but this is definitely one of my favorite cities just to come hang out and there's plenty of things to do still even though it's not huge mm-hmm. you have the water the sea right there so yeah. I love coming here yeah it's been really cool um, and we can even say it's up there with all the other we're in a so what we're doing Tim and I are doing a Baltic cruise right so we started in Copenhagen Denmark I'm gonna get this messed up all the way yeah well we've been to Estonia Yes. We've been to St. Petersburg, Russia. We just came from there for two days. Berlin. Berlin. We, and that's it. And then we have Copenhagen, or no, we, we have, have... Oslo, Copenhagen. Oh, we did Oslo. That's right. That's right. How long was this trip? It's a 10-day cruise. It's kind of 11, though, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have Sweden left, and we have... That's it. That's it. And then we go back. And then we go back. But I'd say this is just as good as any other city kind of similar to what copenhagen and oslo more so than the others yeah i think uh small and clean and beautiful yeah yeah yeah. they all got that in common yeah (laughs) if we're gonna be general about it so yeah it's really good you guys landed in a good spot for sure yeah and we've seen other cities um but we were also in 
as people probably know if they're on Twitter, we were in St. Petersburg for the France-Belgium game. So it's an all right game. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought I'd talk to Tim about um, we've just had like really great, awesome World Cup experiences, and you guys have had it before because you guys went to South Africa. Yeah. I married my wife there. like six months too late. That was a, it was a go. huge mistake. It was should huge have, mistake looking back. Should have pushed back. it along uh, a little bit sooner. <laughs> but you guys did South Africa. We went to Vegas to kind of experience the first couple group stage games yeah. and had an amazing time. And um, why don't you talk about like what it's like with the World Cup, the atmosphere, and just going to a place where everyone is kind of into the World Cup? It's um, I don't know. It's a great experience. It's it's. It's nice to be around that many people that love football because we don't get that a lot right. in the United States. I mean, you just don't. I mean, people might get excited whenever World Cup is happening, but even after the foreigners that, after are that, like, it's like yeah, the states after that, it's exactly. like exactly. Right, it's kind of like, yeah. oh wait, what are you doing? You're yeah, going exactly. to you're going to a soccer game or you're right. watching, you know, EPL on Saturday mornings and stuff like that. It's not it's not common and. You start talking about it, and most people are, well, kind of walk away from you. Right. That's <laughs> politely. We're in conversation. later. So um, it's nice to be around, you know, fans of football. You know what I mean? Yeah. And have that in common. And I think football fans are clearly the nicest and most welcoming fans out of any other sport. I think so, so too. Uh, at least in our, my experience. Yeah. I love my favorite reaction is when we start talking soccer with uh, foreigners, and we get we start geeking out pretty good, and they're like, <laughs> they get very. Confused. You guys are American. <laughs> like, not many Americans actually like soccer this much, and I keep saying it is getting better. It's growing. It's gonna. Yeah, you're we, gonna get more and more of us. We uh, when we were in Vegas, we there was a ton of English there when we were there. Yeah. It seemed like, mm-hmm. and they were a ton all of Mexicans. As they, well, of course. they were all more confused why we were soccer fans than anything they couldn't get over the fact they, they couldn't get over the fact that we were americans that were yeah, yeah it was very confusing to them so another thing we talked about at the end of our trip we had an amazing tour guide and we were kind of talking about everything like all questions no holds barred it was awesome and uh one of the things we said was like you know, it's it's good. Of course, we talked politics with the Russian because it's just so interesting, right? Yeah. And so one of the things at the end we said, we're like, another thing you notice traveling the world is that politics, believe it or not, are like kind of the same everywhere. Problems are universal. And, and um, you know, she, we kind of ended on that realizing we're all kind of the same. And I feel like that's part of the whole soccer thing. And, that, and yeah, one of my favorite sure. things is that you you have a bigger worldview you know you you're understanding you're not as different as you think you are you know of course americans and russians like we're sitting here talking having a good time no problems even talking politics no problems you know politely let's yeah. say let's, let's also say politely uh so that's my favorite thing about the world cup because it's not just in st petersburg even in vegas it was oh, like yeah. wow that's there we loud. go there's the noise that's what we want that was a that was a Finland Harley is what that sounded like. <laughs> but even in Vegas, you know, like oh, you yeah. go around there's those watch parties and you just you see a soccer jersey, you go up to them, you're like just talk some shit or something, you know, say something and you're best friends. We had by the end of that trip like six or eight 
soccer friends that were hanging out with us yeah. by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Including Sammy Hoopia. And, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in that there. No, let's that just go straight to that. Tim, you talk about this because we get to the stadium and we're watching the game. I'm, I'm giddy. I'm like five times to you. I turn to my head. I'm like, I just can't believe we're here. Yeah, this is it was amazing. A, it was unbelievable. So, but there's this guy that kept like getting pictures taken of him randomly and we're like who is this guy yeah we keep turning we keep like trying to look at him trying to figure out who he is we right. we could never failing miserably so we were we actually struck up a conversation with his buddies he was there with three friends yeah well they were behind us so we were so just we were, saying stupid know, we were just things to them. to them yeah and then they i think the reason they started talking to us was because they were so intrigued we were americans and oh, we were yeah. that into soccer soccer we were, we were all wearing our St. Louis FC jerseys, of course. <laughs> so they asked about our jerseys, like, what yeah, team is that? Yeah. And we're like, oh, it's our hometown club. It's second division United States. And we're like, oh, okay. And didn't seem too impressed. And um, we talked about this about Finland, too, because they were from Finland. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, okay. We, we talked about it for a while. And they're like, okay, well, what's your attendance? And we're like, well, about... 4,500, 5,000 a day, and they're like, oh, yeah. like it's so, it's actually pretty decent. Um, but yeah, because you said what? First division Finland teams get what? First division Jacobs team, They, I think their stadium probably holds close to 2,000. Oh, really? They probably 1,500 to 2,000 wow. in the first division. Second division, like, we probably had 1,000 to 1,500 at one or two games, but usually like 500 people. Uh, yeah. But first division, there's a couple clubs. Helsinki's club, Hifka, that played against Jacobson, they brought they brought a crowd that could compete with the Luligans. That nice. was fun to watch. Really? Lighting flares, go smoke, and, cool. and they were going crazy. They had security <laughs> guards all around them. They built a fence in the stadium to fence them in. Wow. So no one could go in and no one could go up. That's so awesome. Like, but yeah, there's even in the top division, so that's first division, the top division the most is probably five thousand. Mm. The most. Yeah. So it's Which not, Americans would be surprised to yeah, hear that. It's not comparable. But the point is that it explains why, you know, in Finland, soccer, you know, those guys were like, oh, 5,000, that's pretty good. So we have a good thing going, St. Louis fans. Yeah, it's we it's do. good, even they worldwide. Were yeah. And we have our picture taken. Well, okay, so you got to tell them about that. I'm, I'm, okay, make, so I'm we, making this way longer than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So we, um, so people are taking pictures with them. So we're. We were trying to figure out who he was, so everyone's wearing a fan ID. So, oh, Phil, that's right. Phil looks at his at name his on his name, fan yeah. ID, trying to be very, you know, sneaky about yeah, it. Like, yes. <laughs> and then, did, were we, we able to look it up online? No, okay. we didn't figure it out. His friends actually—you could tell he was trying to be modest, right? Yeah. But he was also interested in us, and, and we're a little crazy, and so I think he liked us. Yeah. We think. We think. We're or not he's, sure. Or he's really nice. <laughs> I'm sure he's I got know. a story about this situation right now. Oh, I yeah, wish yeah, I could yeah. hear. These creepers were oh looking at God. me. <laughs> but no, we weren't trying. We were leaving him alone. Yeah. We, we didn't do anything. But they all left. His friends did. He was—they were alone. He said, "Oh, at some point, he kind of brought up. He's like, yeah, I used to play soccer.'" And then I was like, that's the invitation. Yeah. I'm, at that point, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, so so who did you play for? Liverpool. We're like, oh, oh boy. shit. I should know who this guy is, shouldn't we? <laughs> and I asked him question after question after question. Eventually, he's like, yeah, I played 10 years for Liverpool. Then I went to... Um, what a Bayer. Champions League. He didn't say that. Not till later. <laughs> But he's like, I played two years at Bayer Leverkusen, and then I was a coach at Bayer Leverkusen. I'm like, coach? And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, probably an assistant or something. Yeah. Center backs coach, you know, defensive yeah. coach. 
And uh, then he talks more, and I was like, oh, so what is the best game you've ever seen? He gave me a blank look. I was like, what's the best game you played? He said, oh, the Champions League final when it they was... Were, they were uh, down 3 nothing. I forgot to who. To AC Milan. AC Milan. Yes. And then they tied it up to three. They won in penalties. And they won in penalties. Wow. And Legend. I was just like, at that point, I'm, I, no, I'm seriously, the first thing I said, shook his hand, I said, I'm so sorry, I don't know who you are. <laughs> like, we've only been fans, like, we've only been obsessed fans for like three years, and it is, I'm really embarrassed, I don't know who you are. And um, He was just so nice all night, he bought he us beers. Awesome. Bought us a crib case. <laughs> St. Louis FC needs to get on this thing that holds four beers, a little cardboard carrier. It's it great. was great. It we, was great. We buy more beer. It'll be worth your it money. Will, it will, for sure. We bought like three crave cases at a time. Oh, yeah. It was good. So, um, so yeah, he was just so nice and really yeah, friendly and very open. He wants to coach. He made it sound like he was looking for a job, and I read up on it, and he may actually try to be a coach with Liverpool, and he'll be in Charlotte. When Liverpool oh, wow. plays, um, That's right. Roma, no, the Champions uh, Cup this summer. Yeah, it is yeah. A, yeah. No, Do- uh, Dortmund. Sorry, oh, Brucey wow, Dortmund. Yeah. Okay. So he'll be there. He said. So I didn't know if he was trying to tell me that he's going to be coaching with them or just playing or traveling with them. But Bill was trying to get him to coach in the United States. Oh, that was where <laughs> I woke up this morning. <laughs> I realized I asked him to come coach in the United States and that St. Louis was an option. St. Louis was totally an option. I was so embarrassed when I woke up no, this morning. No, it was morning. great. I loved it. it. He was humoring you. It was nice. He was very polite. Yeah, <laughs> he was very polite. So You didn't have to be at that point. Right? Yeah. So so that was our European experience. I wanted to make sure we talked about that. Yeah. And um, the game was unbelievable. I mean. I've never seen that quality of a game live ever. It was so ever. There was a point where, like, um, it was towards, like, 60th minute or something, and De Bruyne made this, like, cross that was just, like, he hit it really hard, like, probably too hard, but he hit it, and it could have gone to two guys, but it just floated straight in the air. You know, like, I don't know how he saw those guys. I know. Or saw How it. he yeah. had the talent to get the ball where it there, was. Because yeah. if they had continued their runs, either one of them could have gotten to it, you know. And, it's and just that like, was happening all night long. Yeah. The vision is unbelievable. We just looked, yeah, all night long. The the one-twos in the middle of the high traffic areas. It was insane. Yeah. Did you guys watch it on TV? Yeah. I unfortunately was on my flight here uh, from Singapore to, uh, to Helsinki. So, unfortunately, they didn't have Wi-Fi on the plane. So, mm. I wasn't able to watch it. But... Definitely gutted, gutted about it. I actually was like, as soon as I saw it, it was 12 hours. So by the time I got I got off the plane, I knew that Ronaldo had signed for Juventus. Right. And yeah. I knew I was like, oh, France won, 1-0. One I was like, what happened this past 12 hours? I was like, what? The world has changed. <laughs> is, is this earth? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So where have you been watching the games, Tyler? Uh, there's a TV at school. Cool. So, yeah, I watched it there. And DJ and... Uh, yeah, I was watching in Tasmania. It's, the the time difference is crazy, but uh, I was sure. yeah, I was watching them at twelve and four four a.m. But it's rough. It's staying up for them though. Yeah, we caught we caught a few at four a.m. in Vegas. We yeah. did actually. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough as well. Yeah. yeah, the rough one was I think that one of those days we watched a Las Vegas Lights game at like nine at night. Yeah, so that, that was, was a long a, day. Yeah. Was a long day, no naps, but. Um, yeah, similar World Cup World Cup experiences, hanging out with people, talking about World Cup. Uh, yeah, I mean, my first year playing with the Real Hawks was the year, um, it was 2014. So um, we went down to our local supporters, uh, our supporters club, and, mm. and there was a, just a crap ton of people out there enjoying the World Cup. And we 
to a few rough watch parties and just amazing kind of piggyback of what you said earlier just how football just takes people from different origins and ethnic backgrounds and just brings everybody together that's the it's the beautiful part of the game you know yeah. i mean i have so many soccer friends from different ethnic backgrounds just different areas of the world and i just think it's great it's something that brings everybody together that's why it's the world's game you know what I mean? so definitely just a beautiful thing about it so let's talk soccer let's, let's talk, talk world cup so <laughs> we talked about our favorites let's name our favorites like before we were influenced by play at the very beginning, who were you betting on, Tyler? I had Belgium as my top pick, and my backup was France. Yeah. I had, Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I had, Belgium was my number one. Like I had no, I had no second. I, I was looking up on their roster. I was like, there's no way this team can lose. Yeah. Especially they have so much talent from top to bottom, and all the talents like end their prime as well. So I was like, there's no way they're gonna lose. So mm. They lost. So. I I had Croatia. You yeah, really did. I did. That's amazing. That's yeah. <laughs> I and never they have took a chance, you quite seriously. Such a good chance too. Man. I know. I I don't know what it was, but it just. I think it. I, I can't even explain it. I don't know. It it's was like gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's sickening that this, you do that to me all the time. I know. It's not just soccer. <laughs> the dude just like naturally is good at things and guesses right all the time. Yeah, I hope you bet on that in Vegas on Croatia. Yeah. So the interesting thing in Vegas was the sports books actually didn't open up until usually the second game was halfway. Really? Oh, it was yeah. very confusing. That's they, weird. They weren't on top of it. No, they were not. <laughs> not <laughs> even close. You can tell yeah. soccer's like the last thing yeah. Yeah. to be on there. There was, I mean, all the soccer fans found their way to a certain Sure. Yeah. It wasn't. I think I put twenty dollars on Iceland over Argentina, and I was a little close. It was a little close. Uh, but no, I think I picked Spain just because I thought, you know, yeah. same like the roster, you know. But what Tyler, you were the one that was like, change coaches. It's a big yeah, deal. It's tough. It's tough. Day, yeah, be- yeah. day before too, not even yeah, like a month before, a week before, day yeah. before. That messes because the players well, liked him too. Yeah. There was reports the players liked him, so that just messes with players' heads. Yeah, and they still. You know, twelve hundred passes for Russia. I mean, should have found a way to score a goal. Coaching change that that soon or that late. I mean, you already have your your tactics down or whatever. I don't think a coach would come in and try to completely change everything. Yeah, but as good as I, so I've been a part of a team who lost a coach, and we had our assistant coach step in, Tim Leonard. As good as I'm, not that we're anywhere on Spain's level, but we're high level soccer players and can figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's just. Every day of training is different. At the, for a couple of weeks, it's just weird. Yeah. Things are just different in the locker room. That makes a lot of sense. Things are just different. Because mm. you, you, some of us might feel bad for the coach. I mean, I personally have known Dale since I was 16. Like, it's not like I didn't like him as a person or anything, or sure. and I didn't make the decision. I still feel for the guy for that. And so things are just different in the locker room. I forgot Leonard had like four games or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think it was yeah, more than that. It's been a couple more, like six or something. Wow. So... It just, Forgot. it's a weird feeling in the locker room when stuff like that happens. Yeah. And we could feel it too, honestly, just talking to players. It was definitely weird. Um, so continuing with the World Cup, um, was there a, let's talk about either dark horses or like you watched the first couple of rounds. Who were the teams who were like, oh, these guys could actually do it at that point? Tyler? So I told you I really like Colombia. Yeah. They went down a man two minutes into the World yeah, Cup. And they still battled Japan. And I think that they got a awesome. draw. Yeah. And I was like, and then you see them come on. And the, honestly, Hamas didn't play great in the World Cup, but the rest of the team was just yeah. 
Contero, there was that game that had like Contero had those reverse passes that were in the yes. box. It was insane. Columbia's, I mean, that's not even necessarily a dark horse, I guess, because I mean they're it's really, true. they're yeah. really good. Um, a lot of my friends, not me as much, but a little bit because of the host country was Russia. Because I mean, host country. It was a great story. Yeah, I mean, sure. really After they put in five on Saudi Arabia right away, even though it's Saudi Arabia, five to start the tournament, yeah. and then three the next game, I was like, "What are they gonna do here? They might be coming." Um, but other than that, I can't think of that on top of my head. They came in knowing what they were doing and knowing who they were, and right. they just stuck with it. With it. Yeah, exactly. I was proud of them. I didn't think anything near what happened would have exactly. was gonna happen. But. I mean. It, I mean, they're the host country too, so you yeah. have you have that <clears throat> riding off of it, you know, mm-hmm. playing in front of your home country and just yeah. the pride about it. I'm sure that's what drove them as well. Yeah, DJ, so, what were your dark horses um, or favorites? For mine, for me, it was uh, I saw Sweden play the first two games and I thought they were very solid, especially mm-hmm. playing without Zlatan. I think they played some good football. They kind of needed played hard. Yeah, I really. Think, I think yeah. that's what they were missing. They were missing one player missing. that that game changer, like the, the Ronaldo for Portugal. Yeah, you know, yeah. he played against I think Spain. Even Zlatan coming as a sub. Exactly. He, the last twenty minutes. I mean, he came out his first what his first MLS appearance. He comes off the bench yeah. and scores that amazing goal. He was scoring he goals for Man United last exactly. year. Exactly. He just they just needed that's that type of player. That. But I just <laughs> like the way I like the way they played and they you know work hard and they feel like they knew what they were doing. They had an identity and worked towards it. And also Senegal as well. I think we talked about it earlier yeah. as well. They're just such an exciting team to watch. They have um, Keita, Mane, just those mm-hmm. players up top. Just exciting players to watch. And uh, yeah, those are my those are my two dark horses that I figured. I, I was really heartbroken actually when Senegal uh, didn't make the knockout. Yeah, round. me too. It was tough. It's tough, but uh, it's been a really good World Cup so far. Oh really yeah. Good. Sam, how about you? I mean England. Yeah. Just because I watch a lot of Premier yeah. League and yeah, yeah. knowing all the players. Yeah. <laughs> kind of pulling for him. Oh yeah, it's sure. a young squad as well. Oh yeah, Very impressive. I, I, I kept thinking they might go far. I did not think they'd go this they far. Do, exactly, but you can kind of you can kind of see it. I mean, they just have a lot of really good players. Yeah, they have the quality. It, it, it's, that's all it's scorer. been for England. They always have the quality players. It's about putting it all together. Yeah. You know what I mean, like the. When you have a goal scorer like Harry Kane, you can always yeah, exactly. score. Yeah, You're going to do well. Yeah. Guy is exactly. lethal in 18. Insane. Yeah, I think he was six for six officially. Yeah. Lethal. <laughs> Even those two that were not that didn't go in last night, um, those were offside, Any right? Time, so right. he was still six for <laughs> six at the end. Any time the wall goes down. Was he offside on that first shot? I don't. I watched the I watched one angle and it showed the. It showed the, the ref, ref called it really late. Called, he called it really late, like right after he kicked the yeah, ball the second time when it crossed. I was like, why, yeah, it was, why didn't you call offsides on the first yeah, time? I did hear a lot of commentary where the guys upstairs at some point started saying, unless you are 110% sure, let us call, let it. Us call it. Because yeah. they just have a better view. So, yeah, fair enough. Upstairs could have yeah, said VAR. something in his ear, yeah. The VRR has been a game changer this World Cup right. too as well. I, I, such I think it was a little bit excessive there in the... Uh, in the group stage. Yeah, it was like almost, what was it, like six PKs or something like that from VAR. And it was exactly. Just kind of like, a little excess. That's what I was going to say. Is it was like, not consistent either. Yeah, exactly. That was it's, the problem. It needs to be conclusive evidence that what it's a, it's a PK or a foul or whatever. And it just, it, some instances it does work, but it's still like not conclusive every time that it's going to be like it, it is what it is. That's the call. And I feel like, especially on corner kicks and stuff, it takes a little of the games. Yeah, exactly. Because like, 
I mean, come on. I mean, you guys it's play. Part of, yeah, it's you're, part of the game. You're doing like the stuff human error. Corner exactly. The human error is part of the game. Exactly. I agree with the corner kick things. I think yeah. with the inconclusive part, it's hard because everybody has a different yeah, opinion. Yeah, this is Exactly. When, Howard, when we had VAR last year, Howard Webb came, talked yeah. to us all about it, and then Christian Molesky sticks his foot up in the air, doesn't touch anybody. Yeah. And gets but... Hard, yeah. So, I, I saw it. I saw the replays, and I and was even convinced. Yeah, I'm gonna be too. honest with you. I know a lot of people that weren't. There you go. I know a lot of people that weren't. I was. I thought it was a red card too. Was I'm just the, saying though. Like, was it maybe like when the you, intent? Like when you change to something, it. Um, so they VR. They did a VAR on that one. Oh, they, they did? did. I didn't know. They that. VAR did. Wow. Yeah, you guys probably didn't even know the VAR was there. I just, no. I just like yeah, it. Yeah, so Howard Webb was in our locker room. <laughs> yeah, he came to our locker room. Phil did the, uh, like, did the interview with uh, so with Sean. Sean Reynolds a few months ago. He was like, he, was like, he didn't touch me. Didn't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? He's he was like, I'm, I'm a good but actor. He stuck his head, but way too high. In oh, the my gosh. gosh. Oh, yeah. That was, that was where I stopped arguing anyway. It, it, I was it, like, it, what the fuck? You were at the game, and I was at home watching the game. And I talked to like 10 people on the way to the parking lot because I was like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I texted them and was like, yeah, I I told Christian, I was like, get off the field. (laughs) He's like, I was like, you can't put your Your foot was above his head. You connect, you break his nose or destroy his Go in his eye. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Spikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, And uh, I'll just remind everyone we were up. One zero. Oh, yeah. Let's not even think about it. Why did I bring it up? What was the final score of that game? Like, like, it was like a four one actually. Four one. I thought it was three one. Three one. Four one. It was at least four. Well, let's wrap it up. I want to ask one more World Cup question, and then uh, then we'll really wrap it up. We got to at least ask if anyone has anything else to say. But um, I would I want to say like either your favorite player or a player that surprised you. Just like talk about one player that you really liked this this World Cup, DJ. You know? Oh, this World Cup. Yeah, this I mean, World Cup. For me, it's got to be Ronaldo, man. Just like I was talking earlier, is like uh, his willpower to to lead his team against Spain and that last second uh, free kick, which is like. It's gonna be down in history as like one of the best plays in World Cup history. And he's just such a great player already. He's 33 and he's still continuing to be one of the best, if not the best player on the planet. And it's just, just, just an amazing player. Mm-hmm. Tim, uh, mine's Trippier. Trippier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just so I I follow Tottenham very closely, and I you know I watched him all year long, and I just. I know how good of a player he is, but he stepped it up big time. Mm-hmm. That free kick yesterday. But I mean, not just that. He's he's been, he's been running up and down that wing. He's an engine. Yeah. He does that for Tottenham too. Yeah, he does. He kind of solidified that right back spot because isn't uh, Danny Rose playing right? No, Danny Rose is on the left. Left back. Who plays yeah. right? But there's another there's another big player. Uh, at yeah, right back it was all the wide. Yeah, exactly. And he he kind of he kind of took him. Exactly. Position away from him. So good on him. Yeah, I mean he uh, he's yeah he uh, he really stood out to me this World Cup. That I mean I know how good of a player he is, but he I think he stepped it up big time. Tyler, when I get multiple messages from plenty of non-soccer people, I know that that's the player. Yeah. There's one player who did this the World Cup consistently. I got message after message after message from friends, from family, from. Mbappe. 
Oh, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody's blowing my phone. Like, Tyler, who is this the guy? The Wonder Kid. I go, he's 19. I know, that's what I keep yeah. saying. I, I like, I've known who he's won since his coming out party in Champions League last year, and I yeah. respect his, but I got message after message. Who is this guy? What? He's only 19. What's going on? He was very impressive this year. Yeah. He said he is the first player to score two goals at the age of 19 since Pele. It's impressive. I mean, he is. Yeah. I so, mean, that we were at the game. He was. It was just lightning. It's actually. It's one of the things that stick out in my mind is awesome about that game because I've, I've never seen that high quality live. Like I said, and the first thing that made me realize that was like barely 30 seconds in, and I saw Mbappe was like sort of just you know right behind the left back. And um, he like kind of juked a run in behind, and the left back freaked out. I mean, <laughs> dude was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and he all he did was juke back, and then he dropped, you know, dropped back some more. And it was awesome. And he does all kinds of insane things off the ball yeah, on top of what you see on TV. Oh, yeah. It's he's gonna be a superstar. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I know he is. <laughs> yeah, I'll disagree with you, Tyler, because oh come on. Well, I think my favorite has been Cavani. And I like him oh, and Suarez yeah, and how they work together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what game that was. We watched it at Greer Brewery, but like, yeah. it was like uh, Cavani crossed crossed the field to Suarez a little Suarez higher up. Played him the ball and yeah. he headed it in. Yeah, yeah. far yeah. post. Suarez, it was like a two man play. Yeah, exactly. Like, Suarez. You really didn't need anyone else on that right. play. It was two men <laughs> yeah. versus yeah, yeah, eleven yeah, yeah, or yeah. however many were back. So. Suarez is a forward that you can. I mean, historically, he's a forward that can just. Play well with anybody. I mean, he played yeah, well with true. Sturridge at Liverpool. They had a fantastic season. Was that two, two or three years ago? Mm-hmm. And he, he's obviously doing well at Barcelona with Messi. And, They're and just Neymar lucky because well. in a you know national team, you don't have as much of a choice per se about who plays, and right. they complement each other they so do, well. And maybe really most well. of that is Suarez, yeah. but you know, Cavani's like the tall, physical guy. Right. He's, he's not selfish yeah, by any means. Suarez is the past uh, yeah. player that gets the. It's fun to watch that. Yeah, very. So that was my answer. Very um, I think that's all I got. You guys want to say anything before we go? Anything else about Finland? Soccer? Thanks for hanging out. I'm glad we could yeah. oh my spend God. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm so glad the timing was right. You guys were able to come. Take the one-hour train ride to Helsinki. It was awesome. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Oh, my gosh, everyone. Uh, that was... That was good, right? Uh, it was a fun conversation, and it was so cool to not only kind of hear the story from uh, DJ and Tyler, but to just chat with them about uh, the World Cup, and uh, you know they were they were fun to talk about the whole story of, of our World Cup uh, as well, and, and hung in there. Uh, just fun episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I uh, would love to hear any kind of feedback, good or bad, about it. Um, if you want to hear that kind of thing in the future. <laughs> Something less dramatic, probably less theatric, uh, because man, that was such a good trip. There was a lot to talk about, and there's so much we didn't even touch on. But um, that's just the nature of it. And I was saying how it makes a good episode anyway. So um, yeah, that's it. Thanks again for listening. Um, I just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. Guys, go out and listen to the USL show and listen to all the the podcasts you hear on BGN, the Beautiful Game Network, which we are a part of. 
Uh, Mike Sparks has put together so many different podcasts uh, for that network, and and uh, we're just going to get better and better and better. And uh, I think we may even start like a, a written wing um, of just uh, articles and things um, run by someone in BGN. I'm going to help out a little bit, but hopefully we get more written uh, content uh, thrown around out there for the USL. And uh, this thing just needs to keep growing and growing and growing. Uh, perhaps we'll be adding in NWSL, which would be incredible. Um, you know, nothing but good in USL these days. So I uh, hope you guys will all kind of join together, listen to, read up on everything you can. We can all keep this conversation going, uh, grow the grow the uh, excitement for the league and maybe make it bigger and bigger and bigger as we go. All right, guys, have a good one.